Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Ranger Ranch. All right, starting the week strong with uh, a live play and reaction to a movie I've seen, but I don't remember. And I'm going to do this back to back. I'm going to have uh, uh, two episodes, that, you know, the next two uh, Ranger Ryan episodes where it's just me, uh, where I'm going to talk about movies I've seen, but it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've seen Time Bandits. And uh, the movie I want to be talking about on Friday is also a movie I've seen, and I feel like I know very well, but might need to rewatch to get a to get a good review out of me. So today we're watching Time Bandits, which when I was a kid I was a huge fan of um, Money Python, and this is probably the best bet. Uh, probably the best bet in order to, uh, you know, be able to talk about it and just kind of, you know, not not get too mature, you know, since we're trying to stick with fantasy anyway. This is my best bet, and if anything, if I remember correctly, there is a lot of fantastical things. Uh, it's actually one of the first time travel movies I'm talking about as well, which is also a huge, has a huge place in my heart, um, time travel time travel movies in general, and time travel TV shows. Uh, So it is a 1981 British fantasy adventure film uh, by Terry Gilliam. Now we have Sean Connery, John Cleese, uh, Shelley Duvall plays uh, multiple characters. And it, uh, I just remember being very funny. And we'll see if that holds up. We'll, we'll have to. You get to see my reaction live as to what I think of this as an adult, uh, because I was going to do two back-to-back Terry Gilliam films. I was going to do uh, the Adventures of um, Baron Munchausen, but I decided to switch things up. We're going to do back-to-back Sean Connery movies, and in a way, we're doing kind of a triple threat Sean Connery-ish. Uh, thing to end things here with uh, the live plays, but 
I don't want to give too much away. I just want to get this movie started. I will be back an hour into the film. I'm excited to rewatch this. I, we'll see if it holds up. But uh, I'll be back in uh, an hour, my time, but only a brief moment for you. Lucky you, you get to travel through time yourself. Uh, and uh, you will get to talk to me an hour in the future. So I will be right back after watching the first hour of Time Bandits. I'll be right back. fun, inappropriate ride the first hour of this film is. It's actually still playing in the background because I do, I do, I'm in a, yeah, I'm like at a hour and 17 minutes. Hold on, where was I in the exact hour? But we're at the point where, you know, they were on the Titanic um, and sank and then they were uh, being coerced. Yeah, the, the Titanic is the hour mark. And uh, it's sinking at the moment. And basically, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's kind of in the same vein as Labyrinth. Uh, my wife and I, I, I might as well tell you now, uh, trying to watch this movie with the kids. She is not a fan of Terry Gilliam films, really. And I think, I think Meaning of Life, I think I got her to like Meaning of Life. But anyway, so we are uh, at a point where uh, the Time Bandits have collected him from uh, Agamemnon, and uh, unfortunately, that you know, Sean Connery is so charming in this film, and you really feel bad for the kid, and you're just like, ah, oh, what's what's happening? This poor guy. He was happy. He was happy where he was. He he didn't have his parents with the the plastic on the furniture. <laughs> so they're being sucked up into uh, the, what is it? The Time of Legends, right? The Time of Legends, which I know is probably the weirdest part of the movie. And this is exactly how far I've made it with the kids. Uh, we have yet to finish this movie. We tried, it was several days ago, because I was going to do a regular review where I just watch a movie and talk about it, which I'm going to get back to here eventually. But... This, uh, I don't know, wasn't really holding their interest. Uh, my kids have a really strong um, distaste for the word shut up. Uh, and it's used a lot in this movie. <laughs> so, and I guess it's okay. You know, I guess I did something right for them to think that that's like the worst word to use, right? Shut up. And kudos to that. But anyway, they use the term a lot and the kids were just kind of being taken taken out of it uh, because of the foul language of shut up. 
So, and I'm saying it all this, I'm saying it a hundred times here, so I guess I'm not doing any better, but that is the reason we have not finished this movie yet. It's been several days, there's not been a request to watch it, there's not been, uh, no one is, no one is, uh, you know, kind of biting their nails, just waiting for the moment to finally finish the movie, but I am. I'm, I'm, this is uh, my third viewing of this movie, because I've tried to watch it with my wife, I've tried to watch it with my kids, I've tried to, and I'm watching it with you. Uh, so at least this time I get to finish it, uh, because <laughs> I think it's the only way I'm going to ever finish it. And I did watch it when I was young. I watched it when I was really young, and I, you know, it has that same labyrinth feel like I was talking about before I got on a tangent, uh, where it's somebody from modern times getting taken back to, there's a huge truck outside, and it's very distracting. Sorry. I'm getting distracted again. This is uh, not good. But anyway, so I remember watching it. You know, it's a character from modern times being uh, taken to a fantastical world, uh, you know, similar to Wizard of Oz and everything else. And I think it's a really good, um, it's a good version of that. And the comedy is way heavier uh, because we are in kind of a Python-ish humor mode. And I, I, I'm really enjoying it so far, and I'm happy to finish it with you. Uh, so I'm going to be right back. I'm going to watch the remaining hour of the film, because it is a two-hour movie, and we will, uh, we will talk. We will talk after that. But until then, uh, you know, you can watch it yourself from the final hour, and we can talk back, or we can just you can just listen to what I have to say afterward. All right. I'll be right back. does have a cliffhanger ending in a way you know i mean the uh, the parents seemingly die after the supreme being god uh, puts everything right there is still a little bit of evil left enough to quote turn you all into hermit crabs uh, because i guess hermit crabs are evil but anyway <laughs> so you're really left with an orphan at the end i mean that's uh, that's where you're left with and I'm not sure. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why there's no need to really focus on the kids finishing it. But anyway, after the supreme being puts everything right and evil is collected, the time bandits get their original jobs back. Uh, it's a demotion, though. They do have. Uh, they're doing like they used to do trees uh, design uh, for creationism, and uh, we kind of saw that change. And now they're doing shrubs and weeds and grass and things like that uh but anyway it's weird to talk about even actually that uh, <laughs> when you look at uh terry gilliam films right uh, i think a lot of us think of this movie 
And I guess more recently, we think of The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, which I have not seen because I was, uh, I was actually a fan of Man, of Man in La Mancha, which was supposed to be special features for that film. Uh, but because the film was such a nightmare to make, turned into its own documentary. Uh, now I could have, you know, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, uh, 12 Monkeys, Tideland, The Brothers Grimm, which I did not care for, and The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which is, um, you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I, I think I actually enjoy the behind the scenes more of it. Uh, just because it was kind of, you know, the death of Heath Ledger kind of left that movie um, in an in a unique spot. Uh, when the film was released, I know that, um, you know, the film is obviously dedicated to uh, Ledger and uh, Johnny Depp and Colin Farrell and Jude Law. Uh, donated the proceeds from the film, the the money they made from the film, to Ledger's daughter. And that was always something that really stood out to me. The movie itself, I didn't really... I don't know, I think the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking of that as opposed to the actual movie. But anyway, they all continue to play Ledger's character for the remainder of the film. And, you know, uh, Terry Gilliam has uh, hopefully a lot in the future. You know, I think that... Uh, he's been working with a studio behind Coraline and Paranorman uh, because he really is an animator. I mean, that's what he did for Monty Python was animation uh, before really becoming part of the group. And as far as the future, I know he was uh, working on, um, or at least, you know, kind of being a huge part of a steampunk parody of 1984 called 1884. Uh, I don't know if that's ever going to make it um, past where it's at. Uh, I know that there was talks of a TV series based off of Time Bandits, which I'm not really sure if that's going to be anything. Uh, but there was also scripting for um, TV series based on The Fisher King and The Defective Detective, and these are all things that might happen. Uh, I know that there's still a lot left to tell uh, with his type of storytelling, and I hope that I hope that something something new comes about uh, because I have not seen anything from him in a while. And uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get on to the. Oh, the reviews here. Let's go to... Oh, he also did, uh, directed Brazil, which is uh, a very good fantasy film. It actually reminds me of 1984. Um, all right, let's go to the Rotten Tomatoes score, see what, uh, see what things are. I did not have it pulled up because I just literally finished watching the movie. Uh, tomato meter, 90%. Audience score, 77. I think it's an 8 film. Yeah, I think it's an 8 film. As always, I agree with the audience 100%. They tend to know what they're talking about more than the people we're going to talk about right now. Associated Press, quote, The film lacks what Garland, Lahr, Haley, Bulger, 
had in abundance humanity and charm. It lacks humanity and charm, according to the AP. Great. Uh, Variety, quote, When you can count the laughs in a comedy on the fingers of one hand, it isn't so funny. Okay. End quote. Uh, I mean, this movie is a comedy, but it's also a fantasy. And... To run two hours as a comedy, uh, you do have to rely on some of that fantasy to keep the story moving. So in no way would I... First of all, there's way more laughs than count on one hand, but there aren't that many. And it it is kind of, you know, I mean, it it is a story. It is a story. So um, you uh, you can't be all nutty professor the whole time. You know what I mean? Common Sense Media, quote, adults will get this movie, but kids won't, end quote. And I can actually um, verify that based off a of personal experience. My kids uh, were not into it at all. So uh, lastly, Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun-Times, quote, amazingly well-produced. The historic locations are jammed with character and detail. This is the only live-action movie I've seen that literally looks like pages out of heavy metal magazine, end quote. First of all, I think it's weird that Roger Ebert has read any heavy metal magazine. Uh, Heavy metal is uh, very graphic fantasy um, adult magazine, we'll say, even though that comes off as something much more mature than it is. But uh, it kind of lends itself to like... uh, like pulp novels, you know, it's, uh, I actually enjoy heavy metal stories, and I actually enjoyed the uh, cartoon version of those stories told in the film Heavy Metal, which is an animated film for adults, definitely for adults, but uh, still a very good fantasy nonetheless. Next time, uh, I'm going to watch uh, Highlander, which I've seen multiple times, I think, uh, but it's time for a refresher. Uh, So we'll be doing another refresher episode. I'll be talking about Highlander in two days, but tomorrow we're going to have JT over. We're going to talk about the epic finale of (laughs) The Rings of Power. And uh, and then I'll see you after that. But uh, hopefully you'll tune in tomorrow because it's going to be a good one. All right. Uh, Well, thank you for joining me on this little journey uh, of the Time Bandits, and I'll talk to you next time. But until then, be well.